I respect the fact that you should meet them before our kids do. So, And is willing to communicate that. Yeah. Like, that's huge. And I think sometimes when you're fresh out of a divorce or whatever, it's or it's the first person they're dating, any of those things, it's hard to adjust to that idea. But if you can let go of that and just recognize that this person is trying to communicate with you and be respectful. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Okay. All right, everybody. All right. (laughs) Jessica's got her her recording voice on. I'm ready for this. You have a little bit of McDonald's in your teeth. Where? Still got it. That's all right. We'll just get through it. Right here, top or bottom? (laughs) (laughs) either way i was too hungry before recording (laughs) oh my gosh matt (laughs) i was too hungry before we started recording and so i made the gentleman go get some food you didn't make me do anything yep we went and got mcdonald's i didn't make him go i voluntarily went we may have made steve do it i don't know but Steve I was driving, so really, <laughs> really have an opinion and, about anything right now. And tonight. Steve paid. Thank you, I Steve. Did. Yeah, thanks for dinner. Bought y'all a fancy dinner. Yes, yeah, super fancy. <laughs> Steve decided that since he eats dinner at our house so often, he was going to treat us. So there's one thing that I learned about Steve is that he has something that is against his religion. Yeah. Of going on a trip and not making a trip out of it. Going on a work trip. My boss listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. It is okay. Sorry, Steve's boss. We had a really good conversation about it last time he was here. Not the boss, like the like president of the company. Oh. Yeah. Not just the boss I know. No, not the boss you know. Although wow. he did agree to be on our podcast with us sometime soon. The yeah. boss you know. And this is about when he came into the picture of knowing me and you and all that. Yes. Yeah, he he gave you a job of watering plants. (laughs) Yep. We're going to get into that. And he talked to me off the ledge. Not tonight. Talked to me off the ledge a time or two. Like literally at the hotel? He just could tell I was a total basket case. And didn't he come to, um, didn't we go to motocross? Oh, yeah, we did. With him? I'd forgotten that. Me and you and him. (laughs) And And somebody thought that. And a bunch of other Oh, yeah. Somebody's like, when Matt went to the bathroom, somebody asked if Matt was your new boyfriend. No, that's my ex-wife's new husband. (laughs) (laughs) I'd forgot about that. How did that happen? Oh, I had tickets. You You just had an extra ticket. You thought Matt might enjoy it. So more than Penny. Yes. (laughs) I feel like Penny would enjoy that now, though. Yeah, she probably would at this point. So, Steve, back to the original thing that I learned about you. Why is it that you feel like if you go on a any trip, you have to actually make it a trip trip? Well, I'm supposed to go down to southern Utah for two days for work. And southern Utah is warmer than Idaho. So I feel the need to take advantage. <laughs> stay and enjoy it. Take advantage. Take advantage of the time. I just very much climate. like to travel. And when there's an opportunity to tag that onto a work trip, I do. 
Kind of like this weekend, you're traveling for the podcast. And staying for a couple days. The podcast doesn't work. <laughs> That's not the same. It is totally work. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's not, it's my thing that I do. Keeps me busy. Maybe it's just a hobby. <laughs> it doesn't make you any money. <laughs> no, it doesn't make me money. <laughs> Costs us a bunch. So maybe that's a hobby. All right. Actually, one other thing that I learned in the last couple of weeks is what a beard is. Oh, yeah, which I didn't know this either. Tell us what you learned about. I learned that in... I don't even know how to specify, like, in the gay li- lifestyle, in the... Gay culture? Gay, gay culture. terminology? Yeah. What is it, Steve? In the gay culture... Matt learned. In the masculine gay culture, that a beard in that culture is a woman that a gay man uses to mask his gayness. So, therefore, like... If a gay man has a girlfriend, that is his beard. So I was a beard? (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. This would have been like back in the day when it was like completely unacceptable for someone to be like. Yeah. So it was a cover. A movie star or something would have, would take a woman to the banquet or, you know, the big dinner party or whatever as a beard. Yeah. The boyfriend would have to stay home and the beard would be the date. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Hey, I learned that off a documentary that I watched. I thought we'd had the conversation about what a beard actually was, but that is not what I remembered you guys had told me. So apparently we didn't have the conversation at all. No. It's just in my head. Must have been in a dream. Yeah, maybe I dreamed it. All right. Well, congrats, Matt, on learning, learning yeah, something I'm, new. Yeah, I'm, I'm being open-minded <laughs> and learning new things and how to apply it. Good I'm not job. sure how I'd apply that in life, but, <laughs> but now you but know. But now I know. I'm surprised um, I came up with a documentary. I thought it was just like a sarcastic kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like a real thing. But I guess so. Okay. What You're are we talking, talking about? Very quiet tonight. I'm just tired tonight. I'm exhausted. All yeah, right. me too. All right. <laughs> cool. So that's it, guys. <laughs> We're done. Because <laughs> the boys are tired. No, but we can, we can get through this. Oh, I, I know you a, can. I had a glass of Coke. A, a cup, glass of a Coke? Cup of Coke. <laughs> like a glass of wine? Coca-Cola. <laughs> Need to specify that? Yeah. Steve is <laughs> just sitting there like with this grin Staring. on his face. Like he's totally glazed over. <laughs> Sorry, it's true. That's so funny. So we were going to talk about last time we brought up a topic and we actually have had people ask us about this as well in regards to when is the appropriate time to introduce your children to the person you're dating. That's a good topic. It is a good topic. So, let's chat about it. Okay, we can chat about it, and we're all probably going to have a little bit different opinion. Yes, that's why it's a good topic. Yeah. I don't even know what my opinion is officially. Yeah. So, let's, so let's start with yours. <laughs> and and here's the deal is when it, for me, what it comes down to is it's totally personal and honestly kind of depends on the situation. There were some guys that I introduced to Penny right away. I mean, she was very little and just kind of as friends, like we'd go to the park or we'd 
hang out and watch a movie, but like nothing, she wouldn't have known anything was going on. They were just there like a friend. But were you ever concerned of like that male getting close to your daughter? What do you mean? In any way, shape or form. In any like way? Like building a relationship? Like building a building relationship? relationship? Yes. Um, or even like physically. Oh, of course I was concerned physically. Like I kept tight boundaries on that and was very aware. Like nobody stayed alone with my daughter ever. And in fact, even into our marriage, I was still pretty aware of that with you. Yeah. Even though I wasn't really concerned, but it's just something you keep in the back of your mind. Yeah. Because you hear all too often issues about that. But I mean, like there were guys, I remember I dated one guy on and off for a really long time. And before and after Steve and I dated, and he didn't really meet Penny until quite a ways into it. And then one day I was like, do you want to come to the store with us and then make dinner afterwards? And that was like his first real interactions with Penny. Now, did he have kids? And it was kind of funny. No, he did not. Okay. So I think that that's one thing that always determined when was the appropriate time for my kids or to introduce my kids to that person. Yeah. I felt like the times that the person I was dating at the time didn't have kids, I felt that it was a, a longer period of time before I introduced my children to them. Why? It's interesting. Because I knew that they knew what it was like to be a parent. So I would, I felt more comfortable introducing my kids sooner into the equation. Hmm with that specific person. Now, when they didn't have kids, I didn't know or I hadn't seen a lot of times how they were going to react to children in general. And so, hmm. yeah. Well, and it's interesting, like you and I, Matt, because the first time we really hung out was with our kids, but we just went to a park. At a park, yeah. And so it was natural to just have the kids go play, you know, and hang out. And our kids had they did kind of know each other, but still, that was a different instance. Right. And that's something, too. It's like every situation is a little bit different depending on what your relationship status is with that individual. Yeah. Like Jessica and I knew each other from church. Yeah. And we're in that same So then Penny community. was familiar with you yeah. and your kids already. And Steve, I knew already knew I, you, so that was. And and that's a perfect point too. Is yeah. that I don't know if Penny really knew me. you, but she knew your kids. Yeah, but at the same time, Steve knew me, mm -hmm. and probably made it more comfortable for you, Jessica, to be like, okay, yeah, I'm okay going to the park with this guy. He's already seen my kid. Yeah, and I was just thinking back to Jared, which was kind of the first serious relationship I had. And Steve was living in Oklahoma, and so I didn't introduce you to him before I introduced Penny to him because it wasn't really feasible. And we, yeah, dated pretty quick. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a very personal thing, and you do, I think it's important to communicate with your ex about it as well. If you want them to give you that same respect, then you should show them that by communicating about it. Steve? Uh, my thoughts on this, I don't know, I think there's like a balance between 
I don't want to introduce. I don't want to be the dad who brings a ton of guys in and out of his kid's life. Like, yeah. And, but at the same time, I don't want to get into a relationship with someone. Yeah. That I don't know how the energy is with my child, because quite frankly, no matter how well he and I might connect, if he and I and my child can't connect, that's a deal breaker. I totally agree. So I don't want to like be months and months down, you know, falling in love with somebody before I find out how is this person, how is this, yeah. And I think there's a difference between like having a flow of men or, or some, you know, women in and out of your child's life. I think it's different if it's like constantly, like if people are staying the night, that's like a big, and that's something we've all talked about a lot. Like Steve and I have had that conversation. Like Mm -hmm. to me, that is different than a relationship. Going to the store, purchasing dinner stuff and going to make it, right? Yeah. it's That's different than- Somebody's waking up in her house. Yeah, the child's seeing you, you know, say you put them to bed, they wake up or they get up out of bed and you're still sitting there with that person. And then the next morning, that person's still there. Like yeah. That's not that that's wrong. No. But there has to be a level of comfort mm-hmm. of, okay. Because and the only time I've done that is when I'm in. When you're in a serious relationship, which right. that's different. And what I'm saying is like, you wouldn't have like a one night stand or something. No. That's there when Penny gets up in the morning or that she's no, no seen that or that even she's around. And that's, I think something that we've discussed that's definitely mm-hmm. like a no-go for me. And I'm okay even if you introduce her to guys at this point before you introduce them to me, just because I trust you so much in that. But that's not necessarily true for everybody either. Right. But we have- At this point, I'm pretty dang open with Penny about yeah. like, she knows- Yeah, she does. Who in my life is gay, who's not, who I'm interested in, who I'm crushing on. <laughs> yeah. If it's going anywhere, if they have any interest in me or not. Like, yeah. And so, same with me. But, she knows everything that who I'm crushing on right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one thing, Steve, that you brought up a while back was the fact that was this theory is think about it as if you were in their shoes. Would you want, like, because a lot of times it's like a parent will come and say, hey, I want you to meet so-and-so so the kids can meet so-and-so, mm-hmm. right? And... Put yourself in their shoes and say, hey, if I had a person who I'm in a relationship right now with and I want to introduce my kids to them, like. They should meet. Yeah, let's be respectful. Yeah, we, we actually had a scenario where someone messaged us and said, <laughs> my ex has is dating someone new. It's only been a few weeks. They want to introduce him to our kids already. So she wants me to meet him so that she can then introduce him to the kids. Be open to that. That was my thought is. If she wants that to happen, do it. Because the alternative is she's going to... It's going to happen anyways. Yeah. So you can either meet him before your kids meet him or you can meet him after your kids meet him. Yeah. May as well be a part of that. And appreciate the fact that your ex reached out to you and said, hey, I respect the fact that you should meet him before our kids do. So, And is willing to communicate that. Like that's huge. And I think sometimes when you're fresh out of a divorce or whatever it's or it's the first person they're dating any of those things it's hard to adjust to that idea but if you can let go of that and just recognize that this person is trying to communicate with you and be respectful 
that's what you need to focus in on in that point and not how soon it is or what other judgments you might carry about it. The, my other thoughts on this, you know, going back to my experience with it is, the last serious relationship that I was in, uh, he and I practically lived together, not officially, but yeah, it was just, he was, you know, he stayed over all the time. We've been, been together quite some time. And then when we broke up, all of a sudden, you know, he's just gone from my daughter's life. Yeah. And I, I really beat myself up for quite a while about the fact that I had brought someone into her life who just, who then disappeared. And I just really worried about what message that had. Like disappeared overnight in her eyes. Yeah, pretty much. Like literally. Yeah, there was no conversation between, there was no goodbyes. You know, he just. Has there ever been, ever been that closure with her? No, she has never seen him since. And pissed me off. We will get to that down the, down the road, I suppose, in our timeline. But, but the fact that, you know, it's made me incredibly, like, I have a hard time even picturing, like, bringing, like, a serious boyfriend back into Penny's life after that because, you know. Yeah, it's, it's hard, hard to watch. Yeah. It's hard to, well, one, a lot of times the child doesn't really know how to even express those feelings of, hey, this person was in my life for six, seven year a year or whatever six, yeah, a year months. and a half in this case and and i don't think there was like a huge hurt for her to lose him in particular although they did have their own relationship right but i think i think it was just the concept of this person who's been so prominent in my me and my dad's life every day is just gone boom overnight and just like the impermanence of that yeah i just think really affected her so that's made me really wonder when is the right time i haven't been serious with anyone since then so hasn't been, been an issue but and you're right it's hard because you don't want to get into this relationship a ways and then realize they're not good with your kid mm-hmm. or this is like a horrible <laughs> it's not working so steve i have a question for you though mm-hmm. like in regards to that particular relationship that was there for a year and a half like what would you have done differently with that relationship and still maintain that closeness of a relationship. I don't know what I could have done differently in the actual relationship. I wish I would have made some effort to facilitate some closure for Penny. Yeah. Like just a goodbye, like a meetup of, Yeah. will you at least please come say goodbye to Penny? Yeah. Just for her sake. Right. Yeah, I could Because I mean, what, what message did that breakup send? It sent like basically, hey, I've been in your life for a year and a half, but never cared about you. It was only ever about your dad. Yeah. And when things went south with him, boom, I'm gone. Which no, I don't no goodbye, think is how no that, conversation. No. I don't think that's how he felt. I think it was just because but you what other message? And, what other yeah. message message could Penny have gotten? You yeah. know? Yeah. So And I don't know what the protocol is for I don't know either. Saying goodbye to your boyfriend's kids when you break up. <laughs> I don't know. No, I just no, know that there's no book on it, but right? I'm sure there's But I know that the answer is not just disappear overnight and you know, I mean, this child has welcomed, at least in this case, Penny had welcomed him into her life. Right. And I don't know, I thought she at least deserved some closure there. But I don't know have, what I could have, have done ever talked, differently. Have you ever talked to her about it? Like, yeah. And I've talked to her about it, too. We have. We talked several times over the following weeks and months. And what was her thoughts on it and feelings? Meh. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was just kind of, I mean, at least that what she expressed to me was more concern for Steve. 
and just feeling bad. I mean, I know she was sad, but I don't know if it was directly her feelings of being sad. I know she missed him. She had fun with him. Mm-hmm. But. Well, that, and that's another aspect that I guess I haven't thought about is, I mean, these kids really care about their parents and don't want to see their parents get hurt. Penny, it was surprising to me how I thought Penny would be more hurt, like for herself mm-hmm. of losing the relationship with this person. And again, I know it wasn't going to like devastate her. I mean, she wasn't in love with him the way I was. But they very much had formed their own little mm-hmm. bond, their own little relationship, and had their own little inside jokes and whatever. Like, but uh, but that was not her immediate response. Her immediate response was just defensive for me. Like, yep. how dare he? <laughs> kind of yeah. a thing. Mm. And not sadness for her, but sadness for me, and actually like almost like anger. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, he didn't. He didn't hurt my dad. (laughs) Better not have. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) All right. So I guess what we've come to is it is your personal decision. But try to respect and acknowledge the efforts of your ex in communicating, in them reaching out to communicate and you communicating with them. And if you are that person who's dating someone and wants to do something to your kids, like, consider how your ex is going to think about that. Like, they are the parent of your child. Yeah. Show them so some respect. It goes, goes both ways. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I've had a recent experience with this. You sure have. Mm. Do we want to share it now, or do we want to get to that point in the podcast? We're talking <laughs> about time. it. It's up to you. We might as well talk about it. So, what was it, about six months ago or so? I mean, it was during football season. When's that? So, that's in... <laughs> September, October. Yeah. Anyways, my ex had just previously, before summer happened, moved out on her own and let me know that she was getting a divorce. From her... From her her current husband. Yeah, her current husband. The guy she married after you. Right. And, I mean, so she let me know that. And directly after that, I find out from the kids and don't do this. Don't let your kids be the first ones to tell you. That's where the issues really come in. Don't let the kids be the first ones to tell you that, hey, there's a new guy or girl in mom or dad's life. Yeah. Well, and I think the main issue there was not even that there was somebody new, except that they were telling this guy's staying at their house. Right. On a consistent basis, sleeping in your home or in their home. And you knew nothing of it. And I've never met him to this day. But they've to, since broken up. They've since broken up. And I'm not sure. And here's the stickiness that it puts in my head, right? How many other guys yeah. are there? That your kids are waking up to. And that should never be a question in the other parent's head of who else is there. And that's what a, should have happened to there, Matt. So what should have happened. What would you wanted to have heard? is, hey, this is where my new place is. This is where I'm living. And then the next step is, oh, by the way, I want to introduce the children to this new guy that I'm dating. And that's how I feel like the the conversation would go. And I have the choice of, hey, yeah, I would love to meet him. Or, hey, I trust your your judgment of character. Like, feel free to introduce, but it's letting the other parent know that, hey, 
this is what's going on in the children's lives. It's not about the parent at that time. It's about the kids. And it's about how, again, I should never have found out that from the children. Mm-hmm. Like if the children, if there's an opportunity to, that the children may tell the other parent first, you should tell the parent, for, like for, parent to parent. For several reasons. One of which is an incredibly selfish one because why let the fan? Yeah, <laughs> Like reals. be proactive about it and tell your ex what's happening so that they don't hear it and blow it out of proportion and it causes yep. a big stink. Like, yep. So even if you're doing it for a selfish reason, still do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, there have been a handful of times where I've called you, <laughs> Jessica, <laughs> hey, but just thought you should be aware this happened. And I can't even think of what they were, but just things that I thought, well, when this gets back to Jessica, it is so going to be twisted the wrong way. Here's or, a, a perfect example. I think the first time that your daughter, Penny, mm-hmm. saw you kiss another guy. Mm, okay. Like, you called me. That was an immediate, uh, like, yeah. boom, I got to call Jessica. I know it's not a big deal right now, but yeah. I don't want Penny to be the first one to tell Jessica, hey, I saw Daddy well, and kissing. You, you called and told me the conversation, like what had happened. Who was it? <laughs> it, it was a guy you were dating. Like, I knew she had met him. I knew whatever. And I wasn't surprised. And it was an, it was appropriate. There wasn't anything like inappropriate about it. You kissed him goodbye, and then it happened again the next night. And then Penny like brought it up and was like, "Daddy, boys aren't supposed to kiss boys." And this is when she really realized you were gay. That was a conversation you started to have with her at mm-hmm. that point. But you headed that off with me, just to make sure. Hey, this is what I said to Penny. This is the conversation we had. This is what she saw, but I just want to make sure you know, because your kids lose the details. Like she was itty bitty. Mm-hmm. She's like three or four. And so probably four, but those details get lost from a little kid, you know? Or and totally so, misconstrued. And, or misconstrued. And so it's important for you to communicate that in an honest manner so that when it comes up to me, I can support what you have said and mm-hmm. like help her to understand. All right, and there, I, there is more to the story here. Like I do remember who this was and when and why and everything now, but yeah. this was, this is a tough part in our podcast. We're like, we've been, we've stuck to a timeline so well. And <laughs> now I feel like we're jumping all over the board. But we're just talking about, it's more yeah. of a topic of, hey, this is, we want to address this topic because we, yeah. we have we had questions. We're talking about dating. We're in the middle of talking about all well, of us dating. The first time Penny saw me kiss a boy, it was intentional. Like. It was an, yeah. it was an, it was intentional for me to stop sheltering her from the fact yes. that I'm gay. It had come it had you know she was 3. It was clear to me that you know I wanted her to know that this is I wanted to teach her this is an okay way to live your life and I knew that there were going to be other influences in her life that were going to be teaching her the exact opposite. Yes. And I just had the realization that no one is going to teach her that this is okay except me. Well, and, and you and I had had the con- this conversation that we wanted her to just grow up knowing yeah. you were gay. Yeah, and so you so, did, you didn't hide it from her, and that, so that was wasn't fine. something that was ever going to change. Yeah, right? so why and not? And I know? didn't want, you know, I didn't want Penny to become a teenager and all of a sudden find out that her dad's gay and have it be some big devastating. Been, I never knew my dad, kind of a thing. No, and she's known. And we've since, been keeping it a secret. Yeah, and whatever. Yeah, you know. Since but she's, going back to the topic is mm-hmm. you wanting to make sure that you communicate with Jessica before Penny has the opportunity yes. to. And it was also very much a, 
I kind of struggled with the fact that I worried how you would perceive it. Yeah. But it was kind of me saying, hey, I am going to teach our child that this is a healthy, yeah. acceptable, perfectly genuine way to live your life. And I really hope I have your support in doing so. And by doing yeah. that, what opportunity does it give you, Jessica? It gives you also yeah. a teaching opportunity, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I, and I recognized, I know you feel differently about this than I do, but I have to teach our child this. Like, I have to. But that's always something you knew I supported. Yes. In us. I mean, that is something definitely other people might have a harder time negotiating for sure. Right. And I, I know some people, I have someone that messages me regularly through, because of podcast stuff who is very much struggling with this, how he wants to teach his kids that this is an acceptable way to live life. And their mom is teaching the exact opposite. And the two of them are just battling it out and very much, you know, like trying to counteract what the other one is saying. And I didn't want it to be that way. I wanted us to have yeah. to be united on whatever it is that we were teaching yes. and to acknowledge the differences. And, you know, and there were conversations with Penny at that point of your mom feels differently about plenty of these things than I do and believes some different things. But... You know, we all get to make our own choices. And I support your mom in living her the life the way she wants to. And she supports me in living my life. And, you know, it's just, yeah, I wanted to approach it together as opposed to. That's the whole key. Instead of putting Penny in the middle of it, trying to figure out or feeling like she can't talk to one or the other about what's going on. Mm -hmm. I never want her to feel that way. Yeah. And that's something that I struggle with day in and day out. Oh, yeah, for sure is that there's these secrets that, yeah. That are, have been told not to tell you. There have been some, some of those times that I've had to talk to you guys too about stuff with your kids, Matt. Yeah. Um, like one day we're all driving in the car. I had the three kids picking them up, dropping them off. I don't know what I was doing, but somehow I had Penny and Hank and Sarah. And I don't know if you want that on the podcast or not. But It's fine. <laughs> okay. They've been with you. Yeah, plenty of times. Just, yeah. Anyway, Penny said something about someone I was dating or whatever, and Hank said, I think he, what he said was, that's not even legal. <laughs> he said that <laughs> a few times. date a man. <laughs> it's not legal to date a man. And Penny's yeah. like, yeah, my daddy does it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were really young at this time. Yeah. And anyway, I talked to you afterwards, and I was like, hey, this is the conversation that was had between Penny and... Hank, Sarah. And Hank and Sarah, so just so you guys could be aware. and Yeah. So it wasn't some surprise when... Because think of how, how would you have felt, Matt, if Hank came and started and talking to you about... If, if Hank brought up in conversation that he knew who I was dating or something. I'd what, be like, I'd be like, what the heck is Steve talking to yeah. what, Hank about? Why is because, Steve trying to brainwash my kid? Well, well, that's, <laughs> that would be like someone's natural, like, first instinctive. Well, this, was a, this is what happens. All of a sudden... I would be starting to go to worst case scenario in my own head without having the truths from the other person, the other grown up here, mm -hmm. and starting to go through all of these false beliefs that really aren't the truth. Yeah, it's easy to jump to worst case scenario and think that someone has Right, and I'm not saying that, that, or that Hank or any child would be not telling the truth. It's just, yeah, coming from a child. They interpret it. The way they're going to interpret it, like we were saying. And they, yeah, things get lost. Yeah. Or they start, and like, yeah. And we've said this before, but 
Like think of how much you have to communicate with your spouse about raising your child. Like double that communication with your ex-spouse in raising that child because you're no longer side by side all the time. Right. Like you don't have those kind of conversations on a regular basis. Like you need to communicate, overly communicate how things are going if you want to raise a kid together as opposed to just two of you raising the same kids separately every other week. This Absolutely. Is, this is a funny story about that too of like things, not everything gets communicated. Things are different in one house than the other and there's no way you can communicate everything. But one day Penny, Steve was at our house and he was dropping off Penny or picking her up or something and she had ran to the bathroom and she had made it known she was going to go poop. And <laughs> she's in the bathroom and Steve's like partway through the conversation, he's like, oh, I got to go wipe her bum. And I looked at him like horrified. <laughs> I'm like, why are you wiping her butt? Like when I potty trained her, she does I that. taught her to wipe her own butt. And this is like a year or so after <laughs> she'd been potty trained. And she had somehow convinced Steve that she still needed her butt wiped. But at my house, she wiped her own butt. And then like she, her face, when we yeah. like called her I out I was like, Penny, it, are you freaking kidding me? You've been wiping your own butt at mom's house for a year now? And she just like kind of shrinks down and smiles. Like, down. He just like, <laughs> like, oh, so I'm caught. funny. <laughs> And that's something totally innocent, you know, like, but she knew what she was doing. Oh, yeah. She knew she was. And she knew she was getting away with something. Dad wrapped around her finger. But stuff like that, that there's no way you can communicate at all. And you try to do your best in communicating what you can and the things that are really important to try and keep it consistent for that kid as much as possible. (laughs) So, yeah. There's another topic here that we'll have to, I don't know if we want to get into now, but the whole, we've been asked as well from listeners about, well, when is the right time to teach my kids about people who are gay? When is the right time to introduce them to my gay family members Mm. and all these things? And I mean, we're very much on the same page here is now. 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 Yeah. Be honest with them. And I guess the question I would ask myself or ask yourself what is my relationship like with this person? And do I ever see this person going and not having that relationship with this person? Right. Yeah. And if the answer is this person is in my life forever and I'm going to continue to have a good relationship with this person, like, and hopefully 99.9% of those people who you're asking yourself in your own head about, like you need to introduce them to these people. Yeah. As soon as possible. And but, talk to them about, hey, this is, my, this is so-and-so. Yeah. My guidelines or my thoughts on this or like my guidelines for myself on these kinds of conversations, basically any conversation that's the kind of thing you're like, are they old enough to know this? Are they not? Do we dare approach this subject or not? Like my guideline is I don't ever want Penny to learn something from someone else that we haven't already given her like A clear... Basis. Yeah, I want to be the one to educate my child. I don't want her to be learning stuff on the playground at school. Okay, yes. so in that regard, sex education, right? Kind of the same. Exactly. Yes. That is one of those conversations. I mean, a continuing conversation. Yes. We've had like five sex talks with Penny from yeah. like age well, and I four ask her, through ten. I ask her stuff regularly, As just do I. like pop up questions in the car or whatever, because exactly like you said, I want her to know she can come to me or you or Matt or my parents, like whoever she's comfortable with in talking about these things, 
because I want to be the one that educates her. I want to be the one that we turn to for, she turns to us for her opinions. Like, I don't know how to deal with this. What's okay, what's not. And we tell her what we think and then she makes her own opinion, but at least she knows what our stance is on it. So I had about an hour debate with one of my friends who at that time, when, when we had the debate, his daughter was, I believe, in fourth or fifth grade. Oh, my gosh. And he hadn't had a sex talk at all with his daughter. Oh, my gosh. And I remember, like, looking at him and being like, dude, like, so you want her to learn from her friends? Yeah, like, or you, her... you don't think fourth and fifth graders are talking about it at school? Like, Absolutely, here, they are. Here's my experience. I learned what a boner is in fifth grade on the bus. And I was mortified that I was the only because kid that didn't. Because you had one? No, because I, <laughs> I was the only kid that didn't know what boner meant when yeah. someone Got was it. joking about boner. And I was mortified. Yeah. I don't ever want Penny to be that kid that gets laughed at. She doesn't know what some word means. So like this is something we've established with her a long time ago is any word you have a question about, anything that you have a question about, come ask us. You hear yeah. it on the playground. You hear it at school. Your friend says it. Come ask us. We will tell you. I will tell you all the swear words. I will tell you what they mean. Like, I Yeah, don't she care. came home one day probably two years ago and was like, Daddy, all the kids were doing the F word with their finger. And I don't even know what that means and how they do it. They just like... <laughs> <laughs> So we talked about what the F word is, what it means to flip the bird, what the word really means. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't want her to be the kid that got bad information somewhere else. Or So in the conversation of Penny understanding that you are gay, and like at this time, she was little and people are always like, oh, but that's like a big conversation. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, Why it's is it make not? It, it's only it's as big a, as you make it. Yes. It's an age-appropriate conversation. Does she need all the details? No. She needs to know. And you described it to her this way. And I remember thinking, that's great. You told her just sometimes boys love girls and sometimes girls love boys. But sometimes boys love boys and sometimes girls love girls. But all that matters is that you find somebody to love and that makes you happy. And I'm like, that's an age-appropriate way to tell this little kid. How old was she? she I think she was four. And they were asking this question because her, their, this girl's uncle, you know, the mom's brother, was now dating someone. And next time they saw them at a holiday, he was going to bring his boyfriend. And she was trying to figure out how to approach the subject with her kids. And that was the answer. Just have a conversation. Yeah. And Tell then say, what you feel comfortable. your uncle, he likes boys. Yeah. And he's bringing a boy that he likes to the next holiday. And that's, you know, that's age appropriate. Yeah. And that just doesn't and change it, how we feel about him. I still love him. He's still my brother. Like that's. And it doesn't leave them wondering or asking someone else that they're yeah. going to get bad information from or. Yeah. There's definitely a way to have. An what would be the time. wrong way to approach that situation as an example? To not say anything. Yeah. And then these kids, kids are intuitive. They're going to pick up on the fact that this guy that's here with my uncle, there's something different about the two of them. There's yeah. Something. You know, or they see him kissing, or they see him holding hands, or they something, and then they go, you know, explore the topic with someone who isn't going to give them good information. Yeah, I think if you just have an open conversation, then it's not leading them to question themselves or to question, are my parents being honest with me or like what? I don't know. Like, there's just a lot of things that could come up. Right. Yeah. But and again, I, kind of the topic of this particular recording is every situation's a little bit different. Of course. And yeah. But sheltering your kid from a hard conversation or from the realities of life 
isn't getting them anywhere. It just makes them scared of that thing. And not giving them a realistic answer when they ask a tough question. They're not going to ask you the tough questions. All that teaches them is, oh, this is a topic that I shouldn't talk about with my parents. So I'll have to get it from someone else. (laughs) Yeah. So those are some of the things we learned when we were dating. (laughs) (laughs) But they're, they're things that the first time around dating, we didn't have to deal with any of us. That idea of, oh my goodness, there's another parent involved. There's kids involved this time that I have to be more sensitive and aware of what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. It makes you think twice about who you bring home when your kid's there or what your actions are when your kid's around. It definitely... Steve, have you dated anybody else who's had kids? Mm, not seriously. No. I can think of two guys that I've been on dates with. Three. Because I'm, I'm sure, you know... Four. <laughs> <laughs> the guys that I've been on dates with that have kids, but... But not like it was... Penny met with two of them. She met their kids. But I don't think she even knew that he and I were interested in each other. I was going to say, but sometimes it's just like Matt and I, you're going to the park to play and it's no... some friends that have kids, yeah. 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 She didn't need to know details. No. Didn't Uh -uh. in most cases. And I would assume that that's quite uncommon that in the gay community, like... Most of them don't have kids. Yeah, there just aren't a lot of us. Did you date... More than you'd think, probably, but... Yeah. Did you date very many girls that had kids, Matt? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I couldn't remember. I just know the one chick that you dated for a long time did not have kids so that's yeah. all i remember but before that like yeah i dated i dated girls that had kids and when i remember when you and i first started dating and saying i kept telling told me i kept telling matt he just needs to date somebody that has kids he needs to date somebody that's got a kid <laughs> i thought that was funny and it is kind of there are it's a there are advantages to that and there are disadvantages to that. The advantage is the person understands your relationship with your kid and how that feels. The disadvantages, they've got an ex you got to deal with. They've got a co-parent you got to deal with. But And hopefully... And that can be good. That can be good. It's not well, Look at bad, us. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Steve buys me McDonald's and stuff. <laughs> he brought us milkshakes Takes me to, to the motocross. Pool. Takes me to motocross. Right. <laughs> so many perks. Um, yeah. So I guess what we're saying is pay attention to what feels right for you and communicate with your ex as you would like to be communicated with. Make sure you're being honest and forthright in the things that you're doing and saying. Anything you guys want to add to that? No, I just say an open communication with your ex will just create more of an open communication with your children. It's together. Very true. Very true. So anything you want to add, Steve? Nope. Nope. All right. All right. Thanks everybody. Have a good week. Kapow. Hey, everyone, for the takeaway this week, we just wanted to really let you guys know that it is so important to love yourselves. We change, our bodies change, things change. And so we got to learn to love ourselves in a new way, no matter what phase of life. And don't let anybody tell you where you should be at or what you should be doing. You pay attention to what feels right for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go share it on social media. Take a screenshot, tag husband-in-law. And if you have a question, go to Apple Podcasts and put a rating and review and write the question in the review. We will be sure to answer it for you. 